Hi, everybody, and welcome to That's Life, where we have seen our first snowfall here in 2016, or I should say the end of 2016, December 2016, here in New York, and it was glorious. Yoni, you must have been loving it. Good morning, folks, and thanks for listening. I'm Miriam L. Wallach, blogger, writer, general manager here at the Nachum Siegel Network. You can find me here right after Allison and right before Nachum's live lunch. Coming to you from the home of the Nachum Siegel Network on the beautiful Lower East Side this Thursday, I am joined by Yoni behind the board. Good morning. What's up, Snowboy? Uh, I, I did enjoy it, actually. Of course you did. You ran around, you stuck your tongue out, got some flakes on your tongue, tasted winter. Not quite, because oh. it's like my it, like fifth winter here All right, already. S- settle down. But, You're um, still from Houston. Yeah. No, it was exciting. It was cool to see it come down for the first time, but then I'll hate it Like you know, the next oh, time it happens. Don't be that guy. No, the truth of the matter is, is that plenty of New Yorkers get fed up rather quickly with the snow, especially when there is shoveling and right. um, parking spots in the city, involved. It's also it's just gross in the city. Right. Like Once it becomes the... black and yeah. gross and yellow and all other colors, right, it's not fun to be around. That is true. But when it's just coming down and you're looking outside, did it snow on Shabbos, by the way? Uh, like very, very little. Right. Like if you were outside, you would notice it. But otherwise, if you were right. outside, you would It was know. enough snow in the five towns to send the Wallach children running outside <laughs> as if it was the first time they had ever seen snow. Right, sort of fair. had to remind them that they're New Yorkers. All right, that's what happens the first one of the season. Exactly. It's exciting. You put on your boots, your hats, your gloves, and whatever else. And by the way, my kids, and also it snowed on, um, it snowed the, uh, it snowed on uh, Sunday night. Right. It snowed on Sunday night, and my kids were like, oh, snow, school's going to be canceled. I'm like, guys, <laughs> relax. No, no, no. School's going to be canceled on Monday. I'm like, in Houston, it would have been canceled. Hello, you guys talk snow. Right. Right. You have no... Have you ever been in Israel when it snowed? I don't remember if it snowed my year there. Oh, my gosh. I don't think that so. That is a chavaya. Otherwise, I probably would have remembered. Jerusalem in the snow is a chavaya because, oh, I mean... the pictures are amazing. Yes, but they are also super unprepared. Yeah. We were stuck once. I should really wait for Nahum. We'll tell you the story another time. But we should tell you the story of when we got snowed in, in Israel. Ooh, yeah. Cool. Nahum... Nahum does not tell the story nicely. He says it actually with complete disdain, but not for the Jerusalemites, for his teammates who, quote unquote, abandoned him in his time of need. Anyway, please follow us. That's a good story. Oh, that is such a good story. Yoni, rumor has it, by the way, that you're hosting the live lunch today. That is the rumor. Woo-hoo! So I'll be sitting right here and just continuing on. Trial by fire. Yes, Ruvain Brick. You can harass Yoni <laughs> all you want. Bring it. Exactly. We're ready for you. Follow us on Twitter, Nahum Siegel Net, all one word, Miriam L. Wallach. Also, all one word. We're going to do the fortune cookie now. Yoni provided me with a multicolored fortune cookie. It is, uh, it looks like vanilla chocolate, and I guess that orange part is supposed to be strawberry. Well, listen, after last week when we didn't have Right, we didn't have part. anything. You were going for gold here. Right. All right. You did a nice job, though. It's an intact fortune cookie, Good. which is, of course, in the rule. Over, oh, over self-confidence is equal to being blind. Mm. Yeah, I think this was... Confucius sending me a message. Though I don't really feel I'm <laughs> overconfident at this present moment. Never. But I guess in general. In general. By the way, this is also that thing about how about another fortune. You can go to secondfortune.com. Dot com. We have to do this. Secondfortune.com? Yeah, we have to do right this. You, should pull, you can pull it up right now while I'm going through the national holidays. Only if you can multitask because you have to hear what today is. First of all, it's Zionism Day. Yeah, not bad, right? Happy Zionism Day? Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, Happy Zionism Day. Um, it's also National Chocolate Covered Anything Day. Oh, I'm sorry. Right, which is amazing. And to be, uh, you know, coupled with Zionism Day just makes it a home run. <laughs> um, it's Barney and Barbie Backlash Day. 
Yeah, I'm totally I into it. I don't feel the same way really? to that day as I do the chocolate covered Okay, ice cream okay, that's there. fair. That's fair. Um, but still, any kind of Barney backlash is totally worth it. Um, and it's also Underdog Day, which I'm not sure if that means the cartoon character, the comic book character. I think I just insulted. Probably. Right. Um, or just underdogs in general. Go we underdogs. We can do both. Yeah, but I really think it has to do with the... Uh, with the comic book character. I agree. I agree. Um, all right. We're going to get to our guest who is a, uh, actually, it's unusual for her to be on on a Thursday, but we are we have a, a special opportunity with Naomi Nachman here today on That's Life. Hello. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. And Naomi Nachman, Bechvoda Uva Atzma, the Aussie Gourmet and host for Table for Two. That's right. It's not Friday. It's still Thursday. But Naomi joins us this morning. Good morning, Naomi. Hi, Miriam. How are you? I am well. So up to your eyeballs in uh, in uh, photo shoots, are we? Um, oh, my God. Up to my eyeballs. But I don't know. It's like I'm eating nonstop. I'm cooking. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> watching the amazing Miriam Pascal take my recipes. And turn it into a story. It's unbelievable. That's really exciting. And, of course, that we are referring to Naomi's great announcement last week about her association with Art Scroll and her upcoming cookbook, which should be out before Pesach, correct? Correct. About a month before. That's fantastic. And we look forward to being able to launch it and be part of that. It is really quite exciting. And um, and we are very, very proud of you. And you have been working on this cookbook in your home. I mean, literally, it sounds like 24 hours a day. Yeah. So the photo shoot, I mean, the recipes I've been writing for them for like over 10 years as a Pesach chef. So they're all my, a bunch of my recipes that I've had for a few years and then a whole lot of new ones. It's Pesach like no one has ever seen before. Your mind will blow. Um, but we're actually doing the photo shoot in my house. So my house has been turned into a, a prop studio, into a uh, photography studio. It's unbelievable. I would feel a lot of pressure to make sure my house is clean. Yeah, I have a lot of help, i yeah. got to say. i got a lot of help. There's a lot of stuff. Shabbos, we couldn't eat here. We ate with friends. Oh, I saw that on the, last week's Nakam on the air. Um, there, it's just overgrown with just beautiful dishes and scenery that Miriam has bought to make every photo look amazing. And lights, camera, action, literally, all in my house, all day and all night. So That's unbelievable. And you also had mentioned earlier this week that uh, chef, chef Eitan Bernath has also been a part of it. Yeah, he, he actually, you know, he's really... So mature for a 14-year-old. I, I say the day he hung out with us all, he was more mature than any of us <laughs> girls. Um, but yeah, he's very talented photographer as well as recipe writer and developer. So he wanted to watch Miriam in action and we invited him to come down and spend the day with us. And this, his school and his parents are very supportive of his career, so to speak. And and he spent the day with us really learning a lot. So. That's that's great. He is he is adorable. I think I told you that I ran into his mother a couple weeks ago at a wedding. And yeah. um yeah, they're they're lovely people. It's so nice when good people, you know, are able to get far and that's also the way we feel about your success. But I invited you. you on to discuss the new joy of kosher issue, the Hanukkah issue that is yeah. out. Now I know all of our listeners are wondering where Schiffer Klein is. Where aware is Schiffer Klein? Well, ladies and gentlemen, Schiffer Klein is home with her newborn. <laughs> Schiffer Klein <laughs> Shiver Klein is on maternity leave. We lit. We wish the Kleins a Mazal Tov. Naomi, do you know who else had a child? Literally, it sounds like the exact same night as the Kleins. I'm trying to think. The Hanows. Of course, of course. 
Isn't course, that great? She's home already. It's oh, that's right. You know, I yeah, I can't believe she's home either. But how great is that? It's like a joy of kosher grow and behold shidduch. Literally. Exactly. I didn't want They're to say amazing. A big muscle top to them. We exactly. Love the right. One boy and one girl. Right. The clients had a girl and the Hannahs had a boy. It really is quite lovely with all the craziness in this world. It's nice to hear a big smachot. So I invited Naomi to join me on the air with Shifra's blessing um, to discuss the new joy of kosher. And we both have it on hand. What's funny, though, is that Naomi has the print version and I am flipping through it on my iPhone. I downloaded it from iTunes which I've got to tell you is a pretty cool little, you know, it's a pretty cool little addition. I haven't done it before where I've downloaded it on the app, but being that we are all digital here at the Nachum Siegel Network, I said, you know what, might as well give it a try. And it's really very, very easy. Yeah, I've got the Shabbos copy and you've got the weekday copy. Exactly, exactly. That's a great way of putting it. So one thing that they feature a lot, and I want to talk about Hanukkah, and we'll talk about Latkes and the best ways to do it, and everyone's got their, everyone's got their Mishagas about, you know, drawing it, letting them drain on a paper towel, not drain, put it on the cookie sheet, whatever. I have my own little Mishagas. But, you know, they feature the, uh, the, the new ingredient, the hot ingredient that they're featuring is the fish sauce. Right. So, yeah, I, I, I love it. It adds a real, really deep layer of flavor into your cooking. I've used it a lot for um, my appetizers also because you can't use it in meat because it has more than a bottle of shishim of fish. Right. So that's a bit complicated. Right. <laughs> so people should, that further. But people should understand it's not Worcestershire. No, it is not Worcestershire. It's much saltier than Worcestershire. Right. It's um, a much a much fishier than Worcestershire. Hence, that's why it's got more than a sixtieth of fish in the ingredient. And why you can't mix it with meat? But they've done an incredible display here by Stephen Weinberger, who I'm a big fan of, and he's actually been a, a, um, a guest on Table for Two. He walks around um, barbecue competitions dressed up as a superhero. I think <laughs> Fleischman or something he calls himself. Um, and he wrote an inc- three incredible recipes using the fish sauce. Um, and it's very traditional in um, Caesar salad. I think Instead that, of anchovies, I you, think you that the, can use this. Yeah, I think that the, Viam, the Vietnamese, and I'm sure I'm destroying the, the pronunciation, refer to it as Nam Pla, N-A-M-P-L-A. Nam- and AMPLA, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure, but they it, don't refer. It is, you are correct. Yeah, there you go. If they don't refer to it that way, they don't refer to it exactly that way in the, in the, um, in the article. But Naomi, where, I mean, have you had success finding it easily? Is it like I know you and I both do a lot of shopping at Gourmet Glot. Have you found okay. it there? Yeah, so I found it in Glot. That's where I got mine from. And also, also I, a big shout out, also being a guest on Table for Two, is from Crafted Kosher. You can buy it through craftedkosher.com and they can get you the fish sauce. That's incredible. So if you're looking, and it's not an expensive, it's not like it's... It's about, it's not cheap. I want to say it's under $10 a bottle, but it lasts a very long time. You don't use a lot of it because it's very strong. Right. So I've had mine for a long time. And wh- and you're using it in only fish-related recipes or, I mean... Fish and salads. Fish and salads. Fish and salads. Okay, so the non is the big, is the is the hot item right now, and that's the... Yeah. And that's what we're going to. Now, let me ask you a different question, because as I'm going through the issue, I, I, I see all of this about bread making and the starter and the this and whatever. Now, I bake challah every single week, but I don't use a starter, and I have no idea what a starter is. So can you at least, like, I, I know you've done this before, and you've done sourdough, 
and I, I, I don't get it. I don't. Okay, it's absolutely funny that you bring this up because at my house this morning was the queen of uh, sourdough bread, Chaya Suri Lightner, Spice and Zest on Instagram. Everybody should follow her because her breads are incredible and she came to help me out with the cookbook today and she bought over two sourdough breads. One was plain and one was chocolate cherry sourdough bread. They were Ooh. incredible. So what a starter is, it's basically fermented yeast. You mix flour and water, that's it, and you let it sit over time and it like sits in the fridge and you have to sit, sit, let it like for months, let it sit in the fridge and you kind of then have to feed it. So Sakaya Suri gave me some starter from her starter, kind of like a candle that you can just keep taking from and there's always light. Okay. So, so she gave me some of her starter. I've got it in my fridge in a glass mason jar and this morning I fed it. I'm not ready to make sourdough bread this week, so um, you just have to keep it alive. It's literally a live active ingredient of fermented flour and water, and I fed it like 10 grams of water and 10 grams of flour, mix it together, then I mix it inside um, inside the starter. I close it up, and I put it back in my fridge till I'm ready to use it. It becomes the foundation and the flavor for your sourdough. So you take a little bit of this uh, starter, I know it sounds really funny with my accent, right? No, it sounds so really funny that I'm feeding something that's a live organism in my fridge, and that totally right. freaks me out. It's my pet. I call it my pet. Like when I went away for kosher fest for three days, I knew I was going away. I had to feed it before I went away. Okay, see, this is what I'm saying. This it's doesn't. My pet. But this isn't weird. I don't, I'm used to it already. Oh my word! <laughs> you know, okay, okay. I'm I'm food. I'm keeping an but open can, mind. I'm keeping an open but mind. Can I tell you something? It's very good for your gut, like for your lining of your stomach to just it has all the good bacteria in there kimchi is another one of them which is also featured in joy of kosher right. i actually plan to have the person who made kimchi kosher in america Tipora roscoff um on table for two we're just trying to be working out a date but um shifra mentioned it in um in the fabulous fall lineup of um kosher fest quality products that they had there um um uh, kimchi is very popular or um What's the other one? Um, yeah, uh, sauerkraut is also very good right. for your stomach as well as yogurt. So it's got all these natural things that help uh, your stomach. And if you do have a lot of gluten allergies, this does not have a lot of – it's very light on the stomach. So you don't get those heavy stomach aches if you are gluten intolerant. So it's just really good sourdough. So you're, so if you are a person with a gluten intolerance you are, if, and you're eating bread, your best bread – to try is a sourdough? It's sourdough, yep. Absolutely. Miriam, come over, I'll give you some. <laughs> oh my <laughs> word. I don't know. I haven't had a piece of bread in I don't know how long besides making hamote. It's, it's worth it. Like on Shabbat, I literally, because I'm always watching my weight because I eat a lot, I literally have one bite of challah and I make yummy challah, but I'm very careful with what I eat. But sourdough, I can be a bit more forgiving with. Wow. Except when I smear tons of butter on it, where Chayasuri makes me also. Like, Orange zest bread and cardamom honey bread and oh all my that. Word. I mean butter, butter. Wow. Cardamom honey butter. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh my word! You know now you're like those people on the Food TV Network who only are allowed to take two bites of something before they have to pass it along to the rest of their staff so that they don't, you know, bulk up in a bad yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. I have to really watch it, but I'm I'm actually losing a little bit of weight because I'm very stressed. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know that that's good. You should at least enjoy the food you're preparing. You're- oh, oh, I'm enjoying it, but I, you know, I'm I got a lot of energy going on right now, so well, it's burning a lot of calories. That so is good. that is for sure. You're listening to that's life here at the Nachum Siegel Network, and I am joined 
by Table for Two host Naomi Nachman, also known as the Awesome Gourmet, as we are going through the Joy of Kosher Hanukkah issue. Again, a shout out to the clients who are enjoying their newborn baby. And Naomi and I are sitting in instead discussing the issue that is available both on digital platform and in print version uh, in many, many different places, including Gourmet Glot. Shout out to Gourmet Glot. And uh, by the way, they recovered Kolakavod to them. They recovered very, very quickly from the fire that they experienced last week. Yeah, they're amazing. They really put everyone together to work and they're, they're up and running and, and the community and the fire department and the health department just got them up and running because they understand how crucial and important Gourmet Glot is to this community. And they when they're up and running, and we're excited for our shop competition there next week. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's going to be great. That's this Monday evening. By the way, are you still looking for competitors? Because I know Nahum had said something, and we put out the email address, or are you packed? Um, we have got so many. I don't know how I'm going to choose the applicants, Miriam. Oh, so word. many people have applied to be to pa- to play Chopped. Um, we may have to have another show. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> word. Well, you keep planning them, and we'll keep making them. That's for sure. I want to make sure to get to the latkes because I, uh, you know, I'm a big purist when it comes to latkes. So on page 72 in this issue, we have latkes for ways. Mm. Just, just tell me, first of all, are you like, are you with me on this? Like latkes believe you know they need to be like russet potatoes and and you know very little else yeah i'm a big fan you fry any potato in oil and you're good to go with a little salt you don't need even sometimes binders you just got to find that right potato i'm not a potato expert um but um i think i use russet potatoes and salt and then i just they group like i put them in some hot oil and they fry up delicious but i do like i've thrown in um some abel's and hymed grated salami into my um, into my potato latkes, and I've also um, fried them in butter. Um, I really? love frying butter. So, um, and then I throw in some grated cheese from Natural and Kosher. You know, they sponsor the table for two shows, so I've always got cheese in my house. Right. So, uh, <laughs> right. So I'm always like, when I and we do, we happen to love potato latkes. It, it, it's you know, we I make them for dinner sometimes, even when it's not Hanukkah. That's a lot of fun. Now, do you have a tip? for reheating latkes because I have a tip that I learned from somewhere else that I read a number of years ago and I've, I have implemented it and I think it is the best tip I've ever gotten. I would love to hear this because for re- I like, think latkes right out of the frying pan is the best way to go. But Agreed. I, teach me, teach me. Agreed. But as a caterer, Naomi, as a, as a chef, I mean, what are you going to do when somebody else has to buy your latkes, pass them off as, you know, his or her own? What are you going to tell them to do? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Nobody's done that before. Well, trust me, it, it's only the beginning. But this, I read in uh, Bon Appetit magazine a number of years ago that the best way to reheat um, to reheat latkes is on a is on a cooling rack because oh, that's cute, right? Because first of all, when you take the when you take the latkes out of the oil, they recommended not putting them on paper towel because all you're doing is making soggy. one side soggy. Right. So by putting the paper towel underneath the cooling rack, a baking cooling rack, you're allowing the oil to drain off, but you're keeping both sides of the latka crispy because there's air rotating on all sides. I love that. I know. I do do a lot of freezing. I, I do make a lot of food in advance and freeze it, especially Pesach time. I make food for my customers and I freeze it. And people ask me, how do we reheat potato cooker? Which is a similar concept to to uh, potato latkes. And I always tell them, if you, you probably can do this easily with the same thing. You let your latkes air dry 
um, like you said, on the cookie sheets, right. not on the on the cookie rack, on the, on on the, the cooling dr- rack, right? Cooling racks. Then you probably freeze them, and if you want to reheat them, they go from the freezer to the oven. Never let them defrost. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. The defrosting, the defrosting is a bad move. People also don't understand that because potatoes absorb so much moisture. Right. So it's got to go from the freezer. Same with broccoli, kugels, zucchini, kugel, all right. the kugels can go from the freezer but straight into the oven. Exactly. You know, that's such a great tip because people don't know that. And instinctively, we usually let things defrost on the counter. Yeah. You can't do that with Google. No, it's going to be can't. in my book. I'm going to talk about it in my book. Oh, fantastic! All right. Well, I don't want to let. I don't want to, you know, give anybody too many previews about the book. That <laughs> yeah, is, but they they can see like some pictures that we're doing on my Instagram page at Naomi Nachman, and see, we do we try to post like a pick of the day so they can entice them. Well, it's certainly been enticing me. That's for sure. Okay, so let's go through the latkes four ways that's in the cookbook. There's a basic recipe, and then there are all these different ways where you can you know, turn your latke almost into a sandwich. I love that. I thought that was so brilliant. Trust Schiffer to come up with something like that, you know. know right? They're, they're so brilliant at the team of Joy of Kosher from Chef Laura Frankel, Jamie Geller, Schiffer Klein to Mark Genga. They are one giant food brain. I love that they put this together. Um, the double-down fried chicken sandwich. Like, that's crazy. The, the corn beach hash, the, the, Rube, the Reuben Esclatka sandwich. That's brilliant. I'm getting yeah. hungry now. <laughs> no, I know. I'm, I'm looking at the pictures going, this is a bad move to do on an empty stomach. Um, but they're also, you know, they also continue that whole fried idea, which is obviously a major theme within Hanukkah because it gives you an opportunity to make churro bowls, which I want you to know, as soon as I saw that recipe, I was like, oh my gosh, that has Naomi written all over it. You are a big yeah. churro fan. I learned that from Aitam Banath, actually. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, he taught me how to make churros on, on our show in Gourmet Glut. Oh. When we did it, like oh, that's a year and a right. half ago. That's right. But this whole idea of making them into bowls is actually really, oh. really cute. And then the fried chicken afterwards and all these other, you know, just crispy kinds of of fried options. Just it helps move the the yunt, the if It helps move the hog along. You got eight days. You got to do something different every night. Can I just say the best place to be for, I mean, always is Israel, but I was on Han, in Israel for Hanukkah a couple of years ago. And my daughter's in Israel for the year, and the donuts in Israel oh. are insane. Insane. Forget I, it. I, it. It's like they have um, rock candy on them, and they have like chocolate syringes yeah. coming out of them that you squeeze fudge into the donut right as you eat it. Like, they're off the hook. They're, the almost, they're, almost like a, they're almost like an empty canvas. Like somehow or another, Israeli chefs, pastry chefs, look at a, at a, at a sufganiyah. They look at a, a donut as just a blank canvas that you can do absolutely anything with. And it's funny because it, we don't think that way here. That kind of creativity in terms of the association with a donut, with the jelly donut, or just a donut in general, doesn't happen here. It is really, um, you know, it is really native to Israel. Right, but that's the thing with Israeli chefs. The, the three most popular restaurants in America, I'm not even talking kosher, by Israeli chefs, Alon Shire, right. and, and um, um, I'm just drawing a blank on his name um, right now. Um, in Philadelphia. Michael Solomonoff. Michael Solomonoff. Yep, in Philadelphia. Um, in Philadelphia. They are the best. And I was actually very privileged to go to the, uh, the dinner. Um, for, at the, it was hash, they called it Hashtag New York City WFF. Um, the food and co- the wine show, um, actually put out by Food Network, did one kosher um, dinner pop up. Right. Um, that, um, a couple months ago, and it's 
featured. I'm bringing it up because it's featured in this Joy of Kosher Correct. magazine. And they bought four Israeli chefs to do each one did a different course. And it was amazing stuff that we don't see before. And I think the Israeli chefs are on fire right now around the world just bringing up shakshuka is so hot oh my gosh isn't it great you and i have loved shakshuka for years forever i, I like i love it and and all these great israeli flavors and cuisines i'm trying to bring that a little bit into my pesach book as well but like these israeli chefs the, the restaurants in israel are through the roof we don't have that here yeah you're Definitely, right you know the israeli restaurants here are awesome and amazing they're, you know i there's a few i would love to name but but in israel they're they're everywhere you go it's fresh ingredients all the produce yeah. is always in season there's that israeli fearlessness there's just that israeli fearlessness that oh, that is is throughout the society and throughout you know the culture there in general tra- it has made its way into the food industry it's really quite amazing yeah i i'm looking forward to going in a couple of months and yeah my way through israel again I am sure you are. All right, Naomi, I don't want to take up any more of your time. I know you got 9,000 people in your house right now, and I really, really appreciate it, and Shifra appreciates it, and we appreciate all your hard work here at the Nachum Siegel Network. Make sure to tune in tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. as Naomi ha- Naomi hosts Table for Two, just as she does every single week. Kola kavod to you. My thank you for your time and continued Hatzlacha. Thanks so much, Miriam. Same to you. Bye, everyone. Bye. And don't forget that Monday evening, we will be uh, having Naomi's Chopped Competition at Gourmet Glot in Cedarhurst. You don't want to miss that. Those people who were interested in um, in trying to be a competitor in Chopped, it was kosherchopped at gmail.com. I'm pretty confident. If I am wrong, we will let you know, but I'm pretty confident it's kosherchopped at gmail.com. You've been listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. Tune in the entire day for all of the programming that we have available here at the Nachum Siegel Network, including our broadcast from Israel, which should take place at 1 o'clock today. That is uh, the reason Nachum is overseas, taking part in that unbelievable presentation by FDD Productions. We thank them, as always, for their continued collaboration with our work here at the Nachum Siegel Network. So the live lunch starts just around a few minutes from now, hosted by... I should see sitting in is Yoni Pollock. Again, Yoni, you can hear Yoni every single week as he hosts Bite Size here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Yoni, by the way, you continued great luck. Uh, you know, good job and good luck on that program. It's really uh, gaining momentum. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Do not miss JM and AM tomorrow morning. Malcolm will join. Malcolm Holmline joins Nachum for the weekly update at about 7.40 in the morning, so don't miss that. And, of course, as we mentioned, 9 a.m. table for two with Naomi Nachman. Avrami hosts Saturday Night Seagull this Motei Shabbat, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And Matis hosts J.M. Sunday, as he has been seamlessly since its inception. That's Sunday morning at 7 a.m. Eastern Time. We leave today. We close today with Diaspora, with Jerusalem is calling. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys. Avram's open desert tent 
history's children in every event are looking for a way to lighten up their load and brighter than the sun you shine jerusalem you're on my mind you lift my soul you echo the divine providence that guides us so that we may teach and all may know the hand that may admonish or reward has given us this holy space Jerusalem to you I turn I trace my steps back to you now again Jerusalem is calling Jerusalem is calling Hear it echo through the canyons of your mind Until you reclaim the things you've left behind It's telling you this just might be the time Jerusalem is calling Jerusalem is calling Jerusalem is calling. Jerusalem is calling.